Welcome into the fun Astrology TGI Friday podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us. Really, we're going to set up the weekend here because this chart begins to shift a little bit. Starting on Sunday, we still have pretty much what we've had all week, but you're going to have to wait for it because there's the big one that I'm going to save for the end. So you got to wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. We'll get there. And oh, if you'd like to hear a podcast where I was interviewed recently, check out Live Your Raw Life. The host is Rachel Watkins. And interestingly, Rachel and her family live in a fifth wheel RV in the Roaring Fork Valley of Colorado, where I was. They were just up the road from where I was in Aspen. So we had a connection around that. But that podcast interview came out yesterday, and it's called Live Your Raw Life, episode number 106. And we had a great conversation, and she probed into some areas that were kind of fun and formative in my own story. So thought you might be interested in that. Now, tomorrow, the moon moves into Leo from Cancer at midnight Eastern time, and it's the first quarter. So there's your moon, Cancer today and tomorrow, Leo Sunday and Monday. Then the chart starts to change because Sunday, Mercury moves into Taurus and Mars moves into Pisces on Thursday, the 14th. You know, without going into the details of it, when I started to study horary astrology is when I really started to understand the impact that these sign changes have on the structure of the chart. So horary astrology is where you take the question, take your question and put it to the chart in the aspect of time and space, basically. You're asking infinity to help give you guidance. And then, depending on where that question lands on the chart and where the planets are structured, depends on whether your answer is going to be a yes or a positive or a no, and then you read it on from there. Well, when we have these subtle little sign changes, the complexion of that space-time continuum, and I don't want to use a bunch of big woo-woo words here, but basically, the way that that chart is going to speak changes. So this is far more than just Mercury is moving into Taurus. Now we have to think about grounded, earthy communication. It literally changes the structure of the chart. So we're going to have big shifts this week. First of all, some of that Aries energy is going to... Boy, didn't Mercury move through Aries fast, by the way? It's going to calm down a little bit in Taurus. And then next week, we'll talk about Mars and Pisces because Pisces becomes the cadent house or the last house before Mars moves home, home being Aries. And that has significant interpretation around it as well. Maybe even a little bit of hope that things over in the tense areas of the world might subside a little bit. Hope, fingers crossed. Our symbol for Pisces for April and May is not two fishes, it's fingers crossed. You know, there are so many more questions than answers as we look at the world right now. But I've really been contemplating this chart and all of the positions that encompass where we are. Pluto, getting ready to dance and flirt with that cusp line of Aquarius next year into 2024. And then for the next 20 years, Pluto is an Aquarian Pluto. No wonder a lot of these old structures are trying to gasp for life right now in the world. Pluto at the end of Capricorn. And then we have Saturn in its own sign of Aquarius, with Mars having come through, adding this emotional, angry component 
to Saturn's transit through the sign of don't tell me what to do, and yet adding that authoritarian heavy hand. And then the magic of Jupiter and Pisces, only with us for yet another month, and then Jupiter moves into Aries until October of this year. The inspiration, insights, perceptions, and yes, confusions that have been taking place. And then Aries season, the fire to get something done, and yet the anger that has gone with it on the world's stage. You know, it may not be quick, and it may not be easy, but one day Pluto will move into Pisces and establish an entirely new dynamic in the chart as all of these planets, well, a lot of them, come back around again by then. And I know we've all seen the gruesome images, and we don't understand because those innocent souls had charts too. And this is where I have to jump off of trying to understand. But I know astrology and life has a built-in principle of duality. So when we see this level of negativity, we can rest in that law that there will be something magnificent around the corner from it. And maybe some of these amazing souls who have left the plane for now will come back in a very exalted position in the realms to come. These are the things we can't understand now, but we can rest in the hope of that simple astrological and universal law that whenever a pendulum swings one way, it's always going to swing back the other. And now the big one. On Tuesday, Jupiter will conjoin Neptune in Pisces. So as we launch into the weekend, let's realize that we're going to be sitting under some of the most incredibly spiritually powerful energy there has been in 165 years. This takes us back into the mid-1800s. So let's don't waste a moment of this precious weekend. As we seek our own understanding, our own place in the world, we are here, there is a purpose. And it's under energy like this that more pieces of that purpose will be revealed. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for letting me just explore that context. I wish you the best weekend of your inspired life this weekend. I'll see you back on Monday. Sending love to you and to the universe. May there be peace.